so much more. I'm Jody Nisnik. This is a podcast designed to help you create space for God. Jesus, in some of his last words found in John 16, 12, stated, There is so much more I want to tell you. He then pointed to the Spirit as the one who would come, who would further his teaching by bringing his truth to life for us. So much more creates space for God to reveal his truth through his word. Today, I'm excited to have Amy Hayes with me as we have a conversation around Luke chapter one and what the Lord led her to in this passage. Amy is a speaker. She's a Bible study leader. She's an entrepreneur and she's a business owner. I'm going to let her tell you a little bit more about her though. So welcome, Amy. So glad that you're here. Hi, Jody. Thanks for having me. Well, tell me, tell us a little bit about you. I just listed off a couple things about you, but that's not all of who you are. So tell us more about who you are. Yeah, you bet. So, well, I just had my 50th birthday, so that's kind of a milestone, <laughs> but that, um, that set aside, I am, you know, like all of us, foremost, a mom and a wife. Um, and I have, uh, I have three kids who are in college and out of college. So we are officially empty nesters as of last year. Uh, I have really in the last several years, as my kids have grown and moved out of the house, uh, started a business. It has grown in a crazy way that I never thought it would. Uh, I feel like God has just, for whatever reason, put his hand of blessing on this particular pursuit in my life. And so I'm just always trying to keep up. Um, it happens to be a a cabinet painting business of all things that started a long time ago and uh and just with a with a small little couple of us and it's grown into quite a, a business at this point in fact we're in the process of um, submitting a sizzle reel to the network tv shows to possibly have a tv show um about our our business and what we do but the thing that's important to me about that business is really the leadership of the women um, and being, being surrounded by women every day and day in and day out, and just really trusting the Lord and how to, how to lead. And that's been a passion of mine for many, many years. Um, I've had, had a lot of leadership training up until this point, and I didn't really know how God was going to use that. And it seems that that's where he's got me right now. So that's, that's kind of in a nutshell, what keeps me busy. Yeah. Well, I love that you, that the Lord has led you to something very unique and leading an all female cabinet painting and really remodeling, uh, mm -hmm. cause you've gone into so much more than that, uh, mm -hmm. company. And that is really unique and really interesting to empower women in that way, not only in business, but also in design and construction. And, um, so it's really fun. And I, can't wait to see you on our favorite home remodeling show. I don't know what, what's, what's the show? If, if you could, if you could name your show, what would you call it? Oh my gosh. That's I, I actually have no idea. Um, I have to think about that. I, I really don't know. My hands are very open to the Lord in this. I feel like this is something he has opened doors for. So I really am holding it very loosely. And, and if it does happen, yeah, he's going to, he's, somebody's going to help me figure out a name for it. That's right. Yep. Well, thankfully there are people that that is their business and yeah. they do it really well. So we'll leave that in the hands of those yeah. experts. So yeah. <laughs> well, um, I'm really glad to have you here, not only 
because I know that you are someone who passionately follows the Lord in every area of her life, but you're also a really um, thoughtful person in your relationship with the Lord. So I'm really excited to hear just how the Lord led you in this passage, doing imaginative prayer. Uh, Before we dive in though, I want to remind everyone about the passage. So let me read it to us real quick. Uh, It's Luke chapter one, verses 26 through 38. And it is the announcement um, to Mary that she is going to have Jesus as her son. So uh, it says this, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy spirit will come on you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. So the Holy one to be born will be called the son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who is said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. So there's so many details in that passage, and um, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do it as an imaginative prayer is to really slow down and, and start to wonder and even experience what something like this could possibly be like. Obviously, we're not Mary. We will never be Mary. <laughs> that role has already been taken, um, but receiving monumental news like this, think something that that totally changes the trajectory of your life. Um, that's, I think something that God is, is still in the business of doing. So that's one of the reasons why I wanted us to do this as an imaginative prayer. So Amy, when you slowed down and did that first, uh, well, really, I guess it would be the second reading, um, where I asked you to kind of let this scene come to life in your imagination. What were some things that the Lord helped you notice? What were some things that kind of came to life as you did that? Yeah. Uh, it was, there was a lot actually, and I, I wrote a lot down and as I was processing and journaling, um, and I don't remember which things exactly came up in each reading, but, uh, I, I think this was early on just this idea of, um, that, that God said to Mary that she was highly favored and it made me just think what, what earns God's favor? You know, what? we don't talk a lot as Christians about earning things with God because we don't have to, right? Um, We are saved just by accepting Jesus as our Lord and savior. And that is nothing that we have to work toward, but so it it always, it it kind of piqued my interest. What is, what is that about? And I, 
I, I actually did some research on that later after the, the contemplative prayer time was over. Um, and then I also, this something that really stood, stood out to me was this idea that Mary questioned the angel, how can, how can this be? And it, it really made me think of, I think as, as believers, we often ask the, the wrong question. We ask the question, why? Why, God, is this happening to me? Why did this bad thing? Because I, I, don't, I don't know that, I think Mary had probably a lot of conflicting feelings, right? Um, and not so that she thought it was bad, but clearly this was going to change her life trajectory. Uh, like you were just saying, this was mm. a dramatic shift. I don't think she was planning on having a baby. Um, and so I think we often ask why, but I, I think the better question is how. Mm. It's more of this expectant, faith in God, like, okay, you say you're going to do this thing in my life, but how? Yeah. And, and I think it shifts, it shifts how we respond to, to pain. And, I, and it made me think about some difficult things that are going on with my children and that have gone on with them in the last year. And in thinking about just going to God and saying, how are you going to work in this situation? It's a very expectant posture um, a posture of faith and knowing that God is going to show up uh, versus more of the, the, why did you do this to them? Why is, why are they struggling with this? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Okay. So I want to talk about a couple of things that you said. The first thing, and I'm so glad that you did this. And I do hope um, that people get piqued by what's really happening in a verse. And then they go and do some research after they've had an experience with God. Cause I think context is so important understanding, um, what God's word really is saying so that we keep it within the bounds of what God's word means. Um, and so when you researched this favor, finding favor with God, what did you find out? Yeah. So my initial thought was what I think thought the answer was, um, and I, and I just was curious what actually the word said, my, my initial response, if somebody just asked me that on the street would be, you know, that I think we, we need to live a, a righteous life that like God, God's favor shines upon us when we are kind of doing things that are in his will and that move us closer to him. And I, and I think that is what scripture said. So I, there were many scriptures, uh, but three of them that I, I pulled out was, one is in Isaiah 66, two, that says, has not my hand made all these things. And so they came into being declares, declares the Lord. These are the ones I look on with favor. Those who are humble and contrite in spirit and who tremble at my word. And so they're, they're actually things that we do. Like that's, I think the the interesting piece about this is, is there's a, the wonderful thing about being a Christian is that, that really we don't, God doesn't expect us to do anything just to receive salvation. And we can live in, in this, this good relationship with God in our life, but, but we can live in the best relationship with God in our life when we are actually doing things that move us toward him and, and really um, honor and show our faith in him. And I think that's what this verse is saying. Like if we, if we have that action of being humble and contrite and that we actually it says who tremble at my word mm. that we have a fear of the Lord in, in a good way that we really honor him in his place on the throne where he belongs. And then, and then the next verse was Proverbs eight thirty five, And it says, so for whoever finds, finds me finds life 
and obtains favor from the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so really that's saying whoever finds, I believe Jesus, you know, finds who finds God in their life, you know, they obtain favor from the Lord in that. And that's, that's actually not, a, a, that's kind of what I was saying at the beginning about earning our salvation. We just need to find Jesus and we find life in that. And then the third verse is Psalm five twelve: for you bless the righteous, O Lord, you cover him with favor as with a shield. And so the righteous are covered, covered in favor. It's like a shield over us. And I just love that imagery. Yeah. I love all of that. And, um, and I, I did a little research on that word mm-hmm. as well. And that word favor is, uh, really comes from the root of grace. And it's really that, where do we find favor? It's by the grace of God that we find favor and all of the things that you're even talking about point directly to that as well. Um, so yeah, that's such a, that's a great word study. I'm glad you went down that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, okay. Those are some things that you noticed where, where there's some like visual imagery or anything like that, that kind of came to you as you were imagining. Now I know some people don't paint scenes in their imagination like that, so that's totally okay. But, um, yeah. What was that like? Yeah. I'm probably someone that doesn't naturally do that. I think I kind of stay in my head a little bit more. But it was good because I, I tried that <laughs> with this. And I think the visual, any time the visual of the angel, anytime an angel, you know, shows up to someone, they're they're fearful, right? Yeah. Because it's it's kind of scary. And I I think that uh I just pictured Mary just in front of this this kind of bright shining light of an angel. And they use the angels, you know, seem to be they come in the shape of a man typically or the image of a man and, and a large man I'm picturing. I don't know if that's yeah. true or not, but that's, that's how I picture it. And well, since that, they're all scared. I would think, yes, it yeah. feels like he's a, an imposing character of some sort. <laughs> right. And so I can just picture, you know, when he says, you know, do, do not be afraid, Mary. And I love that he speaks her name. Mm. You know, he speaks to her, do not be afraid, Mary. And, and I think right there that would have, I just picture Mary calming down a little bit, you know, being not so terrified, like maybe she's shielding her eyes. And then she actually looks at him when he, he says her name and, uh, and then she's, she's just listening. Yeah. I love that. That's really good. Mm -hmm. This next reading, um, I invited you to either kind of try to put yourself in Mary's shoes. If that's where the Lord kind of allowed you or led you to be, or perhaps to just being kind of a, a fly on the wall, that's observing everything up close. So tell me about that experience. Where did, where did you feel like you went and, and what was that like for you? Um, yeah, I actually, I thought about Mary being Mary and I thought about her being this very young girl, having her own plans for her life and receiving the message that her life is going to be dramatically different. And then her faithfulness you know, in the saying, how, how are you going to do this? I actually love that she, she still questioned God. Like, I love that. Like we can learn so much from Mary. Mm-hmm. She, she didn't just say, okay, God, you know what, you know, she did in the end say your will it, you know, let that be done in my life. But, but she, she was okay. She wasn't scared enough to not ask a question. Yeah. And I, I really love that God allows us that he allows us to to question him and to seek further clarification. And I believe she did that. And, and so, you know, when, 
when she asked that, you know, and he answered it's very specifically, it's going to happen this way and this way and this way. And then she was able to, I just kind of pictured being Mary as a, as a woman, you know, as I am and, and being a, being a mother and, and going through that process and how much that changed my life. Uh, it's this idea of just surrender. So I thought a lot about her posture of, of surrender. And it took me into a little bit more, a deeper place of thinking about that word surrender. Um, I heard somebody, a Christian actually recently say, you know, she doesn't like to use that word because it feels like you're surrendering in war, Hmm. you know, that you're surrender, you're giving up, you're, you're losing when you do that. But I actually love, and I, and I get where she's coming from, but I, I think I love that word surrender, not in a losing way, but that you were handing your, it's like when you surrender in war, you're surrendering to an enemy, someone you don't trust, someone that's harming you. But when you surrender to God, you are surrendering to a loving, wise, good, and perfect father. And it's, and you put your faith in him. And I pictured her, you know, just releasing her future really to God, surrendering. She, she obviously loved God very much and trusted him and had a great faith. And so, you know, I just think that whole scene is her kind of working through that process. Mm-hmm. And, she, and I think she did it really quickly. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of us <laughs> take a long time to get through that process. Um, but yeah, that, that's where I went with that. Yeah. And I love that what you, what you're talking about with that word surrender is yeah, we're not in a war with God. Mm-hmm. So when we surrender to him, that's actually a trusting posture. That's letting him be God. And yeah. us saying we're not, so I can actually trust you. Um, yeah. When we surrender to somebody who has control, but isn't trustworthy, then that's a fearful place to be. Right. Um, so I, I love that you were able to delineate between that. The, you know, the interesting thing you were talking about with Mary and the fact that she questioned the angel and really questioned God's plans for her. Um, I love that if you back up and you read the story right before this one, uh, the angel Gabriel also has to go make an announcement to Elizabeth, her cousin and her husband, Zachariah, and they're old. And, uh, and he says to, he actually tells Zachariah, she's going to have a baby and he questions, Mm -hmm. but God knows the heart. The question was not out of trust or how can this be? It was like, yeah, I don't think that's actually going to happen. And because of that, then Zachariah actually can't talk. Right. <laughs> right. The angel's like, hey, you didn't believe. And so <laughs> you're going to now be silent until this actually comes to fruition. Mm-hmm. And I love that we absolutely can question God. Um, we, we, but don't forget who he is. Don't forget that he is trustworthy. Um, in the midst of that. And so that's where her questions came from. And that, so, so it's interesting, go back and read it. I would encourage you to read all of chapter one and see the difference um, between their two questions, which, you know, we only get a few words on the page of black and white text. We don't get to know the heart and the intention behind what's happening, but we do get that peek back in because we see how God responds to both of them. Um, so yeah, I think God welcomes our questions. He wants our questions, um, but don't lose sight of who he is. And the fact that he is a trustworthy, good, loving father. Like I have to tell myself those things over and over and over again, especially when I'm going through hard situations, which we are all going through right now. And there is, I just can't imagine anybody that's not got something hard in their lives right now, just because of where we are in the world. Um, 
and in the time that we're living in, but knowing and remembering who our God is and asking the questions from that posture, God wants us to ask those things. So, Mm -hmm. yep. So you, uh, anything else before we talk about what you and the Lord talked about? The other thing I just want to mention is that what stood out to me is that when, when the angel answered Mary, he answered with miracles, you know, he's, he's going to do, God is going to do these miracles. And he says, for no word from God will ever fail. Yeah. And, and I, you mentioned, you know, that I, I have been a speaker. I I spoke at a retreat a couple of years ago and the whole weekend was on miracles and this idea that God does present day miracles. You know, we, we look at this scripture and it was many, many years ago and there was, I mean, Jesus's birth was virgin birth. The virgin birth of Jesus was a miracle for sure, but God still really does miracles in our life. And, and often it's just looking back and remembering them and noting them. And so I just, it was a nice reminder, I think reading that for me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is probably my favorite uh, part. Every time I've been reading this, um, when I get to that for no word from God will ever fail. And I just, it like, do you believe Mm -hmm. that Jody? Do you believe it? And I'm like, yeah, I do. I do believe it. Um, our time is never God's time line. And Mm -hmm. so that's where I think we can get tripped up. So, okay. So then you have a conversation with the Lord. Um, tell me about that. And, and what did you guys, what did you guys talk about? So, yeah, I, my time with the Lord was really uh, all around that topic that I brought up earlier on with the question of how and how we ask, what questions we ask to God. And just, just the Lord speaking to me about, you know, I'd mentioned some hard things that had gone on with my children in the last couple of years, two of them in particular, really, really difficult times that they had gone through. And, and, you know, as as parents, we walk side by side with them through that. And I, I'm not one to often look at God and say, why did you do this? You know, why did you, why is this happening in my life? But I do think when it's your kids and and they're going through a lot of pain, you do often go to a place of just of that questioning, like how come this is happening to them? And, um, and not, and I, you, if you notice, I just said, how come this is happening? And I'm not, how are you going to move in this Lord? You know, those are two different hows. And so I think God was just really, we were having a conversation about that and how I can stay in that posture of expectant faith with him going forward. And just, it, it was actually a really peaceful moment that came over me of, of God reminding me that he is at work in their lives. He will continue to be at work in their lives. It may be through miracles. It may be, it may not be, it may just be through him working out things in their heart um, and circumstances in their life, but that I can go to God as Mary did and say, your will be done. You're, I trust you. I trust you with my children. I trust you with my mama heart and that I can go forward and really say, God, how are you going to how are Like, it's, it's kind of this exciting thing. Like, how are you going to do this? I can't wait to see how you work these things out in their life. And, and it really was a, a transformative shift in my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I think to put clarity on that. Um, and so I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. 
Well, um, Amy, I've got a couple other questions for you. You know, I know that you are super busy as a business owner, um, and a leader, and I know you serve in your church in, in significant ways. So you have just a very full life. Um, I, I, one of the things that I want for people in listening to this podcast is understanding how other people cultivate their relationship with the Lord. So tell me, how do you make sure you keep that as a priority in your life? What are just some things you found that have worked for you? Yeah, that's actually a really great, great question. Uh, my busyness actually, we'll hold another podcast on this, okay. um, has got me into a lot of trouble last year. I, I, I am an Enneagram three. I am always trying to take on way too much in my life. I, I, I like to be doing things and moving forward and feeling productive and also not feeling like I can't do things. And there were, there was a lot that happened last year and it had even nothing to do with the pandemic, just with work and my, and stuff with my kids and, and uh, some health issues I was having. And I just didn't listen. And it, it ended up really causing me to have uh, some, some more significant health issues. And all of that to say, God was very good at the end of 2019, at the very end of getting me in a discipline of getting up at five in the morning uh, through a challenge of a friend of mine uh, to spend time doing whatever. And for me, that was spending time with the Lord. And God knew what kind of year I was going to have the next year. And, and I had started that habit before any of this started unraveling. And so I ended up clinging to that. That was my saving grace last year was that time in the morning, starting at five ish, you know, five ish AM, probably two hours. Uh, and not everyone has two hours, but I, I, uh, I needed that. I needed that time to read, to lit, to worship, um, to study, to journal. It was, it wasn't the same every day. And it's what, it's what got me through last year. It truly is. And so I would say to anyone out there, whether your life is busy or not, um, to find that time and not, I know people aren't early risers and I wasn't a super early riser before I am. A, I am a morning person, but I was not, I was like, wake up at seven. So it was a big sacrifice for me to figure this out, but it has been life-changing. And it, if I miss it, if I don't get up early for whatever reason, uh, my day suffers and I don't go into the day with the right mindset and heart and peace, honestly. And I, and I just miss that time with the Lord. And, mm -hmm. and I also just want to add that I think what we need during that time changes over seasons for me, the last several months has been spending a lot of time listening to worship music. And it wasn't like that before. Before it was a lot of reading. And for whatever reason, now I am, I'm needing at time and I have to like cut myself off. Like, okay, one more song. Okay. One more song, you know, because it's, it's just this really sweet worshipful, worshipful time in the dark, in the quiet with my headphones on. So, so that's for me, that's what is working. Yeah. I love it. And, you know, I think, 
everybody is imagining you doing this with your cup of coffee. And this is a little known fact about Amy. She doesn't even drink coffee. So I don't even know how you did that at 5 a.m. Oh, I have caffeinated diet Pepsi. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I I wish it was coffee. I'm a a diet Pepsi addict for sure. So I, 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 coffee is one of the things coffee and Jesus, right? That's so trite, but it, it really is one of the things that helps me get out of bed in the morning. And my husband, who's a great alarm clock. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So I've got a few uh, quick questions, just a little lightning round uh, of questions. So whatever first comes to your mind, and uh, and I think I might even know some of the answers to these based on what we've already talked about, but I feel closest to Jesus when? I am listening to worship music. That's what I thought you were going to say. Okay. A book besides the Bible that I think everyone needs to read is? Mm. AZ Tozer, The Pursuit of God. Ooh, that's a good one. All right. So Amy, you, your business is design and remodeling and you have a great eye for things. So what's one of your favorite design hacks? Oh, that's a good question. So most of what design for me is right now is in the in kitchens because we do kitchen remodeling. This is just a little um, thing that anybody can do without remodeling your kitchen that makes a big difference is you go to Target and you buy a, a little $10 lamp and you put it on your counter and you turn it on in the morning when you first wake up. And there is something about having a lamp on on your kitchen counter that just makes that space really welcoming. Hmm. It's, it's a very simple thing, but I love it. And the other thing I would say is having, um, cutting boards, wooden cutting boards kind of stacked vertically against the back, you know, under your cabinets, you know, with a lamp in front of it and maybe a little, a little piece of greenery, a little pot. And it just, it just, no matter what color your cabinets are or your counters or anything that will, that will add something nice to it. I love it. Thanks for sharing that. Um, okay, Amy, where can people find you? Well, um, I am pretty active on Instagram. Our Instagram site is, is called Room of Bloom because our company is Bloom Painting Company. So you could look on our website, bloompaintingcompany.com, um, and you could look on Room of Bloom. But you can also, I, I have an Instagram site called The Blessing Today, and that that is a teeny little following. <laughs> That's just me really just needing to process what I'm learning and wanting some place to put it. And so the whole, the whole business that I have, all of that is fun and it's, you know, it's great to be able to remodel spaces, but I think um, my heart's desire is really to encourage and equip women Mm. uh, who are not believers and believers both and really, uh, be able to meet them where they're at and point them to Jesus. Um, and so I think that's, you know, that's my heart in, in both of those places. So, yeah. I love it. Amy, thanks for being with us today. Hey, next week, we are going to start an eight part series on the life of Joseph in the old Testament. And so I would love for you to jump in on that and join us. Uh, you'll find more information, about that, uh, coming up. So just keep your eyes on this feed 
And I also just want to encourage you to take a moment to share and like the podcast. If it's meaningful to you, we would love to uh, have other people find it as well. Well, thanks for joining me and Amy today on So Much More, where Jesus has so much more to say to us, and we are creating space to listen. What do you do when your world is falling apart? How do you march when it would be easier to stay where you are and die? Join me every week on the March or Die podcast, and we'll discuss that and so much more.